was it like uh, speaking with Tony Robbins, like sharing the stage with Tony and Dean? One of the highlights of my life, actually, just being selected to be one of their lead head trainers and speakers. Clearly, you did start from nothing in this uh, yeah. career, right? What is yeah. the business? Um, what is it looking like right now? So that first month, I made my first $10,000 a month. The 10K was the first month, and I made my first $100,000 in, in less than eight and a half months. What was the shift that um, made you go from being a medical doctor to doing what you're doing today? We are here with Dr. Wasi Salim, former medical doctor and internet sensation in the sense that you created a very powerful breakthrough in terms of shifting your mind. And that actually allowed you to share the stage with two of your heroes. Tell us a bit more about your journey. Um, but before we dive into that, I'm really like, ever since I saw your profile, I was really, really curious to find out what was the shift that um, made you go from being a medical doctor to doing what you're doing today? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, man. I, I forgot to tell you before we started. I love your name. It's pronounced Bogdan, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love your name. It's the coolest name. I think like Wasi and Bogdan are like the two coolest names. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you say that to all the podcasts. No, Dr. I don't. Wasi. I actually don't. I actually don't. Cause I got some generic name people out there and you know, love to you guys too, if you guys are watching, <laughs> but I just had to mention that. Doesn't does uh wasi does it have a specific meaning in, in yeah so yeah so it's actually um it's an Arabic name and yes. there's a couple of meanings one is the embraced one mm -hmm. and then the other meaning of wasi is the all encompassing so it's like this this everlasting all encompassing uh, like all, ever expansive eternal never ending yeah. beautiful beautiful yeah. yeah thank you man yeah. Yeah, but My to answer pleasure. your question, uh, you were asking, you know, how I transitioned basically from medicine to what I'm doing now, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, really, it's, we're taught, you know, that there's a few options for you in life of this is what you can do when you grow up. And that's how my journey started, you know. And of course, it's it's well intended. I always say that. And I had 17 physicians in my family, my extended mm -hmm. family. And so it was just the thing that I thought I was going to do. I remember when I was four years old, I saw up. A picture of a physician who had a white coat and he had his stethoscope leaning over on the child and that that image affected me in some way because I saw that person as a healer as someone who mm. helps others and I, and I remember it till this day and I don't remember a lot of things from my childhood like that but I remember that till this day so I think it was that plus you know of course parents telling you and people telling you like oh this would be a great profession for you obviously it's lucrative it makes money and it's respected in society. And so I think most traditional career paths people that have been on that it, those are the two main reasons right like it pays well and you'll have a good life you'll you'll get to do something respectful. And so I went on the journey and I would say up until the middle of med medical school, I was still excited about it because I didn't see any other path for myself. Mm -hmm. I really just assumed I'm going to, you know, become a physician, practice, get married, have a few kids, have the nice big house, two cars, two vacations a year. My, yeah. my life was kind of just, you know, set out for me based on, you know, what society has told us is a good life. And there's nothing wrong with it. I do think that could be a great life for a lot of people still. But I think for me, I started to feel a disconnect, you know, sometime in the middle of medical school, I started to feel like there's more to me than just this. 
And when I say just this, it doesn't mean the profession, but I felt like it wasn't the highest expression of who I am as a person. I felt like I was meant to do other things. And for myself, those meant bigger things in in terms of helping others and making money, right? And mm-hmm. so that's really where I started to think about different options, but I still didn't know what was out there because I would ask myself, what else am I going to do? If I leave this, what else am I going to do, you know? And so it was right around the time when I finished medical school, became a physician, and I had to start, you know, deciding what I'm going to specialize in. We had more exams to take. And that's when I think the self-sabotage started (laughs) because deep down inside, I knew I don't want to go down this path and I was getting further and further down. And so I was basically at a standstill in my life where I had to decide, do I I go down this path that most of my friends, all my friends from college were pre-med. They're all physicians, practicing physicians, right? A lot of my older friends. And so that's another big thing. It's like, do I follow the tribe and its identity I've built for myself? Or do I go with what I know is a deeper calling inside of me, which is scary as hell and no one's going to understand, but is that going to lead to a better life for myself and others in the long run? You know, and I remember as I was contemplating this, I remember I was looking for, okay, what are other ways of making money where I can do what I like doing more, you know, right? I actually enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy patient care. I do want to say that. I, I love talking to people. I honored all my rotations. I would sit back and really work well with patients in terms of counseling them. So I really enjoyed that part. I loved surgery. So in the end, I wanted to do eye surgery. I thought cutting into eyes would be really fun. (laughs) And so so that's what I wanted to do, but it still felt like something was missing. Right. And so that, that there was a day I was sitting down on my laptop, just searching for what are other ways I can make money doing what I love. Is it, you know, should I become an author? Should I become, you know, how I like teaching people. Should I be a teacher of some sort, a professor? And I remember seeing an ad pop up and it said, make money doing what you love. And I thought, wait, is, is that even possible? Like, do people do right. that? <laughs> right. And right. I clicked on it and it was an interview. The person who put that ad up interviewed Tony Robbins. And I'd never heard of Tony Robbins before. Yeah. And so when I watched that interview, I just thought, oh my goodness. Like my mind was freaking blown, man. I was like, I want to be this guy. I yep. want to do what he does because he's helping so many people and he's made a fortune doing it. So it's the best of both worlds. It's like, you get to contribute at such a high level and there's no cap on your income and you get to control what you do, how much you work, how much you don't work as an entrepreneur. Before that, I never thought in a million years I was going to be an entrepreneur, right? Like I, it's just in my family. I mean, my parents, like they had like my mom had a laundry mat. They like experimented with some small businesses here and there. But for the most part, everyone had traditional career paths. So entrepreneurship, I mean, it was unheard of in my, even my extended family, especially online business. Right. And so once that bug bit me of this is a possibility for you, it never left me. So I spent a few years dabbling. Okay, should I stay with the traditional healthcare career field or should I go down this route of coaching and entrepreneurship? And after having my feet in both and kind of being confused and dabbling, I finally decided around the middle of 2019 to get the courage to take the leap and you know, to do the scary thing, which is to tell my loved ones, hey, this is what I want to do, knowing they're not going to believe in me, knowing they're going to think I'm crazy. And I did. And the rest is history. (laughs) Beautiful. 
And yeah. I can I can deeply relate with that because you know I I went to college in Greece. I left Romania when uh, I finished high school. Started studying hotel management. I hated it. I knew I wasn't going to do it. You know, even though um, I was you know top of my class, but I had to because of the scholarships, right? To uh, to reduce my scholarships mm. and economic crisis started in 2008 school shut down and then i left to italy for a couple of years but for you it was tony robbins for me it was brendan bouchard mm, um i was nice. reading brian tracy books and uh because i was trying to sell stuff in italy um and he did a collab with brendan bouchard and brendan talked about the idea of having an online business and when I understood just like, you know, I, I had that epiphany moment very similar to you. I right. said, oh my God, I can do this in Romania because this is like, this was like the Romanian dream. Go out, you know, leave the country, make a bunch of money, come back, build a house and whatever. So that was kind of the plan to, to yeah. at, at that moment. So I realized I could do that. And that gave me the freedom and the courage to come back to Romania. And that's where I started my first business, a personal development through martial arts uh, school. Nice. And yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. Like you, you meet one person, you get in touch with a certain type of energy, and then your life yes. is different forever. You, you cannot look back, right? Yeah, 100%. It's contagious, man. 100%. Yeah. What was your conversation like with your dad when you said you're quitting? Uh, yeah, your career? I mean, with my with my parents, with my <laughs> loved ones, my romantic partner at the time, it was not easy. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was difficult because they basically saw okay in their mind they're thinking this guy is intelligent and he's he's so close to completing this path that he's been on. Yeah. Why is he going to give it up now and then totally change one eighty like? And, and I understood it sounded like I was crazy, you know, mm -hmm. but I remember it was my mom, actually, who um, I remember we had a really emotional conversation because I was actually going to go in to take the last exam that I needed to take in order to continue further with the profession and get licensed. And I remember telling her that, you know, this isn't what I want to do. And she just said, yeah, but if you don't do this, then what are you going to do? And it was interesting because at that time, you know, my family, I'm going to get personal here if that's okay with your audience, but I feel like they learned the most from that. You know, at the time, financially, my parents were really struggling. And so yeah. growing up, we had a pretty good life. I never felt like we needed anything. And then uh, my dad did see some struggles here and there. He invested in some businesses you know, lost some money and stuff like that. So I have, I had seen as a child some stress, but overall we were pretty okay. You know, I pretty much right. got everything I wanted. I felt like we had a pretty good life. In college, I felt like we had a very good life. I remember being the guy to like take my friends out to dinner and like paying for everyone. So I felt like money was pretty abundant in that sense. But then there came a period where we lost everything, right? And my parents lost everything, investments and it really it like it was a big turnaround for my family financially, which they weren't used to. And so that was really the time that I was in medical school. And so the big thing for me and for them was like, let's get us out of this hole 
once I start practicing as a doctor, we're set, you know? And so for me to go through all of that and for them to be waiting every single year, you know, because they had also invested in my education as much as they could, even emotionally, if not, if not, you know, fully financially. And I had taken out student loans as well, but it was this thing of like, okay, once he makes it, we're set. And so for me to say at the very end, <laughs> like, well, I'm almost there, but I'm going to totally change and do this thing that you've never heard of that has no guarantee <laughs> that you know and, I, and i'm calling myself a businessman an entrepreneur yeah. like what the hell is that you know it was it was really scary but i remember i actually started crying i remember i started crying and yeah. you know it was i broke down to my mom and 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 when i when she asked me if you don't do this what are you gonna do and i told her i said i'll figure it out i said i'm gonna be a coach and an entrepreneur i told her that right mm -hmm. i remember those two words and i think she could see in me she tells me till this day she felt like she saw how hard i believed in that Right. for some reason she believed in it she was scared she was she did she still had her reservations she's still part of her still believed it's not going to happen yeah like what the hell is going on but like i don't want to keep pushing him to do something he doesn't want to do you know yeah so she was sad and worried but she did believe in me i'd say at least one percent and that was a turning point for me you know so i then after that throughout the journey as i was kind of dabbling and figuring it out there was a lot of frustration building up from a lot of people. And I'd say that's the hardest part is you have to really believe in yourself and not expect anyone else to believe in you in the beginning mm -hmm. because they can't see your vision because it's your vision, right? right? And the people who love you the most will tell you things about how you shouldn't pursue it and you shouldn't go for it because, you know, for me to create what I've created like I said, it's unheard of, right? I created mm -hmm. something for nothing. And I think all of us have the ability to do that, but don't expect your loved ones to see your vision because until you actually show them the money or have some tangible mm -hmm. result they can see, they're not going to believe it. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's also talk a bit in numbers to just give uh, people listening uh, a bit of context, right? Because yeah. you... Um, you know, very clearly, you did start from nothing in this uh, yeah. career, right? What yeah. is the business? Um, what is it looking like right now? Yeah. So I started at zero. The end of October 2019 was when I launched my first coaching program, right? Right. And so that first month, I made my first $10,000 a month. And <laughs> it was life-changing. Like, yeah, I, I, I blew my own mind because I never made that much money in my life, especially working from home, helping people online a few hours a week, literally. And it's not like, I felt like at the time, what was crazy was that I wasn't even like hustling or grinding. I was so excited about it that I feel like my energy was able yeah. to produce the results. Like it was inspired action. So when I was working, it didn't feel like I was working. And I felt like whatever little action I was taking produced compounded results mm -hmm. in terms of being able to get clients and getting people like me being, me being able to help people, people wanting to pay me, me having the confidence to charge people. So that, that first $100,000 I achieved in about eight and a half months, right? And then from there, that was the first year. Then the second year, we doubled wait, that. Wait, and the third wait, year, wait. Let's, let's, let's slow down a bit uh, because I think yeah. I lost the course. So you said that was the first, the 10K was in your first month when you launched the program, but then eight months, what was that? Yeah, so the I'm, 10K I'm sure was the first, yeah, yeah. The 10K was the first month and I made my mm -hmm. first $100,000 in eight, oh, got it. eight and a half months. Yeah. beautiful yeah, and yeah, yeah. so that was life-changing have... for me because i didn't even realize i hit a hundred thousand dollars i went to yeah. paypal to see like oh how much have i made so far 
and it had like 101 or something and i had like i'd gotten more payments also from international clients who would pay me with western union and other things so it wasn't even everything but just to see the hundred thousand dollar and it was in less than eight and a half months i was like oh my god like that's crazy that's when that's yeah. when it hit me and i posted it to celebrate with my entire community everyone was thrilled for me they're like oh my god and that was that was life-changing for me to see like wow i feel like i barely worked i feel like i'm retired because i'm doing what i love i work a few hours a week but I'm able to contribute that at the highest level. And so that was really life-changing for me. And since then it's expanded so much. And, you know, now I help other coaches hit 10 K a month and beyond, you know, 30 K a month, 50 K a month. And then recently mm -hmm. I had my first $50,000 day. So Beautiful. that was really life-changing. And then this year I'm going for the constraint of creating a $1.2 million profit mm -hmm. this year working just a few hours a week and essentially taking off the last six months of the year from like basically July to December and, you know, putting in some time, a um, few minutes here and there, but really creating systems and programs that can help people without needing to physically be there. So I can really just travel the world for those six months, have a blast, have a great time. And then when I'm done and, you know, satisfied from that, come back next year and, you know, get on with it and continue growing. Beautiful. I love that. And when you started out, were you in uh, Dean Graziosi's program? Were you in Tony Robbins' program? Like what helped you out? Um, what inspired that level of energy that got these results with relative ease and flow? Yeah, that's that's such a great question, right? Because that's everything, like the ease and flow and not having to like hate yourself on your way to success. <laughs> so for me, Tony Robbins was the catalyst. So I started listening to him, reading his books, like doing whatever I could for that, for those, you know, few years before I actually started. Right. Because right. I was introduced to him in 20, the end of 2015, but I was dabbling for those several years and I was pretty much pursuing my healthcare career again. And I gave mm -hmm. up the dream of coaching entrepreneurship. But like I said, the end of 2019 is when I got back in. So for those years, though, what I would do is I was still so interested in it. I was like, okay, if I never end up doing this, at least I can learn about it. So I would listen to that. And then Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School, she's been one of my, I would say if there's anyone I've learned from the most, it's her and just the mm -hmm. way she thinks. And she really taught me to believe in something that doesn't yet exist. Yeah, How, that's powerful. You know, your thoughts create your feelings. And when you have great, when you have those positive emotions and feelings, they will fuel your actions in a much more powerful way. And so I think listening, I had a three hour commute every day to my job. It was like 50 miles away where we were living at the time. And so I'd spend three hours on the road and I would just consume podcast after podcast after podcast. And I think, you know, there's so many people that may be listening, watching this, that believe they're not getting anywhere. They're, they're, they're kind of new to all this, but listening to this or listening to anything, whatever time you spend consuming content will help you if one day you believe that you will apply all of it to help you blast off. I remember I kept telling my little sister, you know, like when I, when I was getting closer to deciding I want to do this, I was telling her, you know, like, I know it seems like to everyone that I'm not doing well right now, but I feel like I have consumed, so I have so much inside of me and I've created my own thoughts and my own processes, taking what I've learned from all these amazing mentors. And I feel like I'm going to blast off. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's like the plant under the ground that no one can see that's about a sprout. And I, and I kept telling her, like, I really feel that about myself. And she was excited for me. But again, like she just like everyone else couldn't believe it because they didn't see it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I hope it happens for you. But that's probably not going to happen, you know. And so that really was, I think, the the catalyst. And then, yeah, in 2019, I joined a program that Tony Robbins and Ugaziosi released. And because I saw Tony there, 
I was like, oh my God, like I have to do this. Like he's the guy that got me into all this. So this is a sign from the universe that I must do this. And so I did join that. I think being around that community, being in that Facebook group with like-minded people for the first time in my life who wanted to do what I did, who wanted to help others make money doing it and wanted to contribute and loved learning about personal development. I thought, oh my God, because my friends are all amazing, my family, but they weren't into it as much as I was. So when right. I was in that community, I was just giving, 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 giving without any agenda in mind. I was just having so much fun. And I remember people saving my posts and I would get like a thousand comments and a thousand likes. And people were saying like, I'm going to print this and post it on my fridge. And, you know, this was amazing. And yeah. I just, I remember telling my sister like, wow, look, like I showed her my phone, like people are actually liking what I have to say, like me, like what I have to say, you know, it was yeah. crazy. And I realized like, wow. Maybe I do have something to say. Maybe all these years of learning and my own life experiences of going through the ups and downs I've I've gone through, maybe I have something to offer to the world that can actually help them feel better or create a better life. And that's where really where the journey began. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And speaking of uh, beginning of the journey, and you know, I would like to also kind of create a bit of a summary in terms of what I understand your your journey was. But speaking of beginnings. Uh, guys, right now there is a Fiverr account for Dr. Wasi Salim where you can get high level coaching. Uh, all you have to do is, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I saw that Fiverr <laughs> account, it's still live. When did you create that and are you still using it? Oh my god, I was gonna say, yeah, if they want to work with me, go to Facebook, please do not go to Fiverr. So, yeah, that actually I created to get other people to do work for me right like if it was mm-hmm. a logo or something like that i think back then you had to create your own account so i think that's what i did and um actually as you bring it up it's really funny i think maybe early mm-hmm. on maybe i did uh offer some gigs i, I have no idea yeah it's been there's so long there's... i've done you know, it sounds insane for me to forget but i've done i've done millions of things since then right maybe you know what i'm gonna be really honest with you maybe it was like a voiceover because a lot of people would tell me oh you have a great voice for like speaking no let me let me uh refresh your uh, memory uh (laughs) guys for five euros you can get or five dollars you can get uh life-changing coaching for from dr wasi just google him and uh you'll find the fiverr account but <laughs> maybe you should disable that that account as soon as possible <laughs> who knows what's on the internet right it's crazy because like sometimes we, we put things on there to experiment and then they're left on but um it's funny you mentioned that because so many people have told me like hey look like they'll send me screenshots like we found this yeah, And I'm like, okay, that needs to be deleted because I'm not <laughs> doing that anymore. Or if I did post it for fun, I didn't realize it was public. <laughs> yeah. yeah That's hilarious, do. man. I love it. I love it. We do test out so many things to see like what's what catches yeah. what doesn't and that's the beauty of uh and of you know and, and i'm ways. so glad you mentioned that right because like the fiber thing or anything else i feel like so many of us are unwilling to put ourselves out there because we're afraid of that right like someone's yeah. saying like oh my god you know we're all we're offering coaching on fiber or youtube or this or that and i think that you know when people see my story a lot of people just assume like oh it happened overnight and it's like yeah it did happen relatively quickly but behind the scenes like you just pointed out there's lots of things we try that we experiment with that don't work yes and so i believe that success is built on a pile of failures you know and i feel like that's the part that people don't see so i'm glad you mentioned that 
but to speak of overnight, like what I'm hearing from your story is, yes, you did get the, let's say the strategic help um, in terms of the coaching and also like a, a confirmation of the four or five uh, years of inner work that you were doing, because, you know, what we usually do as coaches, we buy the business strategies first, and then we, we realize that our energy, our mindset is actually far behind whereas your journey was okay four or five years of strictly developing mindset which was kind of a blessing that you didn't in a sense jump in immediately and you did yeah. all of that preparation and your energy was so high just like you said you were a plant ready to burst out you know and flourish yeah and then when it actually happened you know you were exactly in the I hear this from all of the most successful people in the world, like seeing it before it's there, believing in it, it's that it's a hundred percent going to happen. And you were just giving with so much love and people were responding. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there, I don't see any overnight uh, success, any accident there. There's years of preparation, years of peeling back the layers and, bringing out your power to the surface 100 it was definitely about four years that's why i say i give people my timeline because i want people to know that it's never overnight for anyone you know mm. it can be relatively fast like once you get once you once certain things click but before that it was about four years right before four mm. years of a lot of times where i wasn't even pursuing any of this right because i was pursuing my career so maybe in total like total time I was actually working on this as well was probably like mm -hmm. a year year and a half within that four years but you're absolutely right that those four years I was consuming content and I was working on myself and my mindset and getting myself to the place where I could actually believe that I could possibly do this and I think that yeah. that's such important work right but I think I think what made a shift for me was making a decision right the end of 2019, when I decided like I'm leaving this, I'm burning the boats and I'm doing this, that's what created this shift because I see a lot of clients I coach as well who can be consuming content learning for 10 years, 20 years, but they're not making any progress on what they really want. It's because they haven't made a solidified decision to go all in yeah. and they're not willing to feel uncomfortable because it is going to be uncomfortable as you grow, you know? And so those are two things that I think I embraced was going all in with the decision, make, deciding I want to be successful in this no matter what. And the second thing is I'm willing to be uncomfortable because mm. discomfort is the currency to your dreams. And if you're willing to embrace it, you will achieve all the stuff you want. Yeah. And that's one of the core principles of the business owner mindset that I talk about. Start with the most uncomfortable thing that you have to do because it's more often than not the thing that will grow your business the most thing yeah. that you don't want to do yeah 100 i just and i just right. remembered something saying this to you i talk about this a lot which is the future self exercise i teach my yeah. clients i actually applied that to myself right and i think the reason why i had that energy and i had i was able to make the decision was because i started believing in a future version of me that did not exist right now but i started to visualize him i started to write down like what his life would be how he would feel what he would do in the world and once you've written it down or once you visualize it even it now exists right? Yeah. Even if it's 1% existence, it exists now in the universe. And so I think, you know, me tapping into being him, thinking like that version of me, you know, even yeah. if it's like, fake it till you believe it or fake it till you make it really helped me become him, right? 
And at times when I didn't feel like him, at times when I was having failure after failure, I was literally like, I would, I would close my eyes and ask my future self, who's this imaginary figure. But in my mind, he's already achieved the things I want. So I would ask him like, what should I do here? And I'm telling you, my future self has given me better advice than anyone else ever in my life, dude. It's crazy. right? (laughs) And so that's something that's been really powerful is being pulled by a future version of myself rather than trying to push myself you know, yeah. to become something that I don't really believe in. And this is an exceptionally powerful exercise, you know, uh, for anybody listening. When you start your day, write down the question, what is my future self guiding me to do today? And you're going to get, you're going to notice clearer and clearer messages and more on point on point because like the messages you're getting from the future self are exceptionally clear but it's the process of softening the mind to allow those insights that energy to come into you and uh 100 allow it allow yourself to embody it right 100 yeah and that's why i'm bracing discomfort because a lot of times i think people think in this journey like we're always supposed to like feel good and amazing i do feel good and amazing most of the time right yeah but i'm also willing to feel the discomfort and the negative emotion because i think that's a part of the human experience Mm -hmm. especially a part of growth especially as a part of growth as an entrepreneur so i think like you said that's such a great point you know when your future self is telling you to do things opening yourself up to the changes that you will need to make Mm -hmm. to become that version of yourself and being okay with it now being all roses and peaches, but willing to go through the discomfort of it as well. I think it's huge. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what was it like? I know everybody asks you this, but what was it like uh, speaking with Tony Robbins, like sharing the stage with Tony and Dean? Yeah, so and that was... What I did think you it was talk one, about? <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the highlights of my life, actually, just being selected to be one of their lead head trainers and speakers. And then I was also offered another position for that company at the time. It was, it was a dream come true. You know, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember telling a couple of people because I was getting into the power of, you know, your thoughts, create your reality and manifestation at that time. And I told them like, you know what, like I'm going to meet them this year. And I had no reason to believe that because at that time they had not announced they're going to do any of this stuff. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go as far as to believe that not only am I going to meet them, but they're going to want to work with me. They're going to ask me to work with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the, at the time, I just said it as like this fun thing, but you know, that's the power of speaking something out to the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think once it's, it's one of those things that I kind of spoke out and then I, when, after I spoke it out, there was no more doubt there. It was just like, oh, okay, I'm sure it'll happen. Now let me get back to work and work on the other stuff I'm doing. Love it. And it's crazy how all of those things unfolded. It's crazy how the opportunities came and they had, you know, a process for it. I actually won an award first. So Dean flew me out to his his gorgeous mansion in Scottsdale, Arizona, and interviewed me there, which was amazing. And then that's where I was able to get into the whole speaker, head trainer program that they were doing. Yeah. And I, I remember like it was so surreal. I was like <laughs> with Dean in his backyard while the cameramen were setting up and me and him were just chatting on his patio. And um, you know, it was just such an amazing experience. Like I, I got to stay there the longest out of all the other participants because we would go there one one at a time. I just got some extra time, maybe it was divine timing. But I remember, um, you know, got to have really beautiful conversations with his wife and got to see his kids. And yeah. I felt like a part of it. I was like in his kitchen at one point, <laughs> like all discussing things. And I felt like a part of the family at one point. It was such a surreal experience, you know, to be able to talk to someone at that level who's, you know, a New York Times bestselling author himself, has done a billion dollars in sales. 
and then to be a part of that entire world, I think was definitely one of the highlights for me. And that's when I realized that your thoughts do create your reality. Like what you choose to believe in does, does actually happen if you choose to stay focused and believe in it. Because at the time, there was no reason for me to be selected for any of that, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there was no reason at all for me to have been in that position, been in that situation. But I do believe that if you can focus your thoughts and energy on what you want more than what you don't want, more than the fear of it not happening, don't worry about the how, focus on what you want and the and the how will work itself out. And that's exactly what happened with that opportunity. I remember after we were done interviewing, he, you know, <laughs> when I was in the hotel room, we were going to be driven to his mansion. And I remember thinking, you know, how cool would it be if I could manifest like going on a Facebook live with him, you know, right. Oh my God, that would be so cool. And so I literally like just did some, I closed my eyes and I visualized like me asking him right after the interview, like, Hey, is it okay if we go live on my phone? And, you know, him saying, yes. And I said, you know what? It's going to be scary. I don't know if I should ask you. I don't know if he has time for it, but I'm going to do it. So I go. And then at the end of the interview, He's like, he's like, wait, wait, so like sit right there, just wait. And I was like, okay, like, what's going on? Right. I was a little scared. And then he goes out to like um the area of his outdoor um grill and stuff in his in his patio, his huge patio, beautiful patio. And then he takes out his stand, his tripod, and his phone, and he goes, We're gonna go live on my phone. Yeah. I was like, like literally, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is even better than what I was trying to manifest, right? Like he's yeah. going live from his phone and his account. And I remember going live in, in the group that he went live in, that Tony and Dean group and everyone seeing me there. And I felt like a celebrity, you know, for the first time in my life. It was just like such a surreal feeling. I had like my arm around him. And I was just like, hey, guys. it was super, I mean, it was super fun. Right. And I, I remember that those being the highlights of my life and realizing that anything is possible. That's why for me, one of the goals, like one of the reasons why I started my coaching business was to empower other people that whatever you believe in, you can achieve, you know? And that's why I loved empowering coaches because in that journey before I actually started, there was so much work I had to do on myself to empower myself, right? Mm. And so I wanted to be the person who could shine the light for others and show them like, hey, if you have a passion to help others and you want to monetize it, there's so much more to it than what people see on the surface, right? It's who you become internally. It's really believing in yourself, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to do that for others because I saw doing that for myself, what it led to. And so those were those were just amazing experiences. I think, you know, those experiences were such a huge catalyst for me to continue to grow and just have confidence in myself, you know? So life-changing, yeah. I love that, I love that. And, you know, uh, right now, a lot of people are talking about economic recession, you know, how the economy is going to suffer. Have you felt that in your business? Like, have you seen a dip in leads, clients, or is it on the uh, on the rise, actually? Yeah, it's on the rise. And that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked it, because it's true that on, on I mean, some people will find evidence for a recession, right? And mm-hmm. so... My theory with with these kinds of topics is that for sure, we don't have to put our head in the sand and act like that's not happening, right? But we also can choose to not focus on it at all and right. focus on what we want to believe. Because, you know, with every topic, I always see just to my clients, there's a 50-50% chance of anything like the wanted and unwanted. So if you focus on the unwanted, which is the recession, you're going to find more evidence of it. And then you're going to basically attract more of that into your life, I believe, right? Through actions you take or don't take out of fear, Versus if you choose to focus on the wanted, which is, yeah, like the recession's not going to affect me. I'm in my own lane. I'm doing my own thing. 
then that's what you're going to find evidence for. And then that's what you'll create, right? Like me telling your audience right now, like if you're an online business owner, the recession is going to help you make more money than you ever have. Like mm -hmm. I actually have evidence for that, mm -hmm. right? Can you like tell me us just more? letting your audience know that that could change someone's life because they'll literally take my belief, they'll borrow it and be like, oh my God, mm -hmm. he's right. Yes, you know, because mm -hmm. during COVID, the same thing happened during the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people, because I started my business right before the pandemic started. And so a lot of people were freaking out and they were like, oh, it's over for us. And we had a nice run for a few months. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, no, I was like, I'm not going to let this pandemic affect me. I was like, I've come too far to like give this up. And I was like, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to do better than I ever have during the mm -hmm. pandemic. And that's exactly what I did. And I help my clients do as well. So I do think that, you know, during any tough period in the world overall, like a recession, Yes, you can let it affect you negatively or positively, but when you realize that it's your responsibility to choose what you're going to focus on mm -hmm. and choose what your actions are going to be, you are in control, right? So I personally believe this is going to be our best year ever. And have you made any adjustments to your strategies to, nothing. let's say, the programs you're offering? and Nothing, nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's a lot of people I look up to who do talk a lot about, hey, the recession's coming and stuff like that. And I, and I respect them. There's a lot of yeah. marketers, entrepreneurs, coaches who are using that. And I respect them. And I think that's great messaging for their audience. For me personally, I just don't care about it enough. I don't even want to, I don't even want to bring that into my messaging because I feel yeah. like for me and my clients, it's irrelevant. I want to show them that regardless of what's going on outside the world, you create your reality. You do have that power. You are that powerful. That. So let's not focus at all what's going on out there. And just, you know, for me, what's more fun with marketing is not using for me personally, right? And every and everyone's right in the way that they do it, right? Yeah. But for me personally, what's more fun in marketing is not using scarcity and fear. I like showing people what's possible for them. So I like going more towards the abundance of like, hey, this is why you should do it, because your life could be better in this way, right? right? Versus like we're all gonna die and everything's gonna go like bad. And so that's why you should get in now before it's too late. I do believe there's a sense of scarcity urgency when marketing in general, like if there's a launch, of course, I'll let people know, hey, there's 24 hours left. There's an hour left before you can join. I do, of right, course, right, I believe right. in that to a certain extent. But in terms of overall, you know, um, like fear-based marketing, it's just not been one of my things. And there's nothing wrong with that, like I said, because some people do really believe in it. Like, hey, mm -hmm. this will affect you. This is why you should start now. And I genuinely respect those people. But for me personally, what aligns with me more is marketing from a very abundant place of like, hey, everything's going to be amazing and let's create this this amazing thing together. I love that. I love that. And speaking of marketing, what is your favorite way of generating leads and clients? Organically. So everything I've done so far has been organic marketing. It's crazy that, you know, even building you know a, a, a multiple million dollar business this year working, you know, taking six months off, organically right and it's been so fun for me to do that because i think that people build such a genuine connection with you because they see all the free value that you give them i think that's the best way to sell when people have seen you be consistent and a lot of people think organic marketing is a lot of work and energy and i want to actually you know dispel the myth here like for me i feel like i've never worked less in my life right i think yep. that if you can put out some good content consistently and put it out in a way where it reaches a good amount of people. It's not like I have a following of a million people right now. It's, it's a relatively small following, but I've done very well, which goes to show you don't even have to have a big following. But organic marketing has been 
what's helped me and all my clients, right? Whether it's 10K a month, 50K a month, you know, my clients who started with me at zero, who've made right. 200, $300,000 cash within a few years, literally starting at zero. It's insane, right? And so organic marketing, however, we are going to be starting paid ads this year. You know, I, I've been saying that for the last two years, but I just never needed to start them because I was doing yeah. so well without them. And so, but this year we definitely want to like grow much bigger and we have lots of different goals in mind of systems. And of course, like I said, you know, like just me taking six months off, traveling the world, all that stuff. So I think, I think it's great to have both going after at a certain point. I think when someone's starting out, organic marketing, marketing can be very powerful because it allows you to test and yeah. fail and mess up without having to spend thousands of dollars and not understanding why someone's going to buy from you mm -hmm. or not buy from you. And then I think after that, at any point, you know, if you really want to take what, if you have a formula that works and then you can reinvest some money back into it, I think aggressive acquisition, paid ads can be great. Paid marketing can be great. You know, it's just something that I never had to do because I just had so much more fun with organic marketing, but, you know, being transparent to your audience, we're definitely going to combine both this year to really just blow things up and dominate. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. And you seems like someone who is naturally gifted at manifesting and has this specific energy of, of ease. Is that the case or is this something, is this a skill that you developed? It's a skill I developed, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I appreciate, I take that as a compliment. So thank you so much. I do love that about myself now. I do think I am someone who can manifest pretty easily now, right? Yeah. Some people call me like Wussy the Wizard and you know, things like that. <laughs> and I love that, you know, I think it's super fun because manifestation at the end of the day really is <clears throat> choosing to believe in something and then taking the action to make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, you can also choose to believe in something and then sometimes you don't have to take any action and it still shows right. up. And that's those like that's the most fun kind of manifestation. And I do believe in that too. And I believe that has happened for me and people have seen it in my life, right? They've observed it. But I do think that there were many times in my life where things were not going well, whether it was my relationships, it was my finances, my health, so many things that were crashing. And I think that at that at that point, I definitely wasn't manifesting what I wanted, right? And I, and I think looking back now with what I know now, I realize why I was manifesting unwanted things, right? Mm. Where was my focus most of the time? Was my focus in lack? <clears throat> was my focus on this is continuing to go wrong for me? So I'm going to attract more of it, which yes. I didn't know back then, but that's exactly what it was. So for sure, I don't think that I was someone who understood what manifestation was. I, I want to dive a bit yeah. deeper into that. If well, yeah. we still have time, I just need to uh, let my wolf dog out of the balcony because otherwise he's going to jump and uh... <laughs> go ahead, man. Don't want to upset him. <laughs> yeah. I love your logo, by the way. It's super cool. Thank you so much. It's a mountain. Let's see if he wants to. Yeah, he always wants to hang out. Come on. Hello, Tata. Meet, uh, hey. meet Thor. <laughs> oh, I love that name. He looks like a Thor. How's it going, Thor? Yeah, he's uh, he's happy when he's biting me all the time. He came to me in a vision, actually, in a uh, altered state. So a week later, I got him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, as you're gone, I'm just, if your audience will still see this, one of the biggest mentors I follow, she actually has her dogs always with her when she's doing her podcast and coaching calls, you know, because it's it's such an important thing for her. And so, yeah, that's, you guys have that in common. That's beautiful, man. 
He's definitely becoming a character in my videos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beautiful. I appreciate you, uh, uh, you know, your patience. Yeah, so, of course, man. Tell us about the hard times, man. Tell us about yeah. the times when you didn't believe in yourself. And, you know, there was this, you know, I know that if I believe in this enough, it will manifest. I have no proof for it. But there's just just, just this doubt inside of me that uh, things are just going to stay the same. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, there were many, there were many, I mean, there was, there were so many difficult times. I'm glad you asked that question because I think a lot of times when people see people like me, they think that it's just been this easy linear path and that's far from the truth. I think anyone who, you know, is, is happier or more financially successful, they've gone through their, their fair share of, of failures and heartbreaks and, and bad times. So for me, particularly a few highlights, you know, that I can mention to your audience is, I think when I decided to go on the path of becoming a coach and entrepreneur, just people not believing in me, like seeing in their faces, people who I looked up to and respected was very difficult for me. And I remember yep. days where I was super depressed. I, <clears throat> I felt stuck. I, I had, I had reached the depths of depression at times where I just thought like, what's the point, you know? And, and that's when, you know, you've hit rock bottom. Like, what's the point of going on? You know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what my purpose is. Everyone wants me to be someone who I don't want to be. So do I spend my life pleasing them and dying on the inside? Or do I do what's going to make me happy and lose all of them? That's a mm -hmm. very difficult dilemma to be in. And so I was definitely there. But I think, you know, what helped me get over that was listening to the mentors and the coaches that I was listening to and hearing their stories that they had also gone through very difficult times. I think it's so powerful when you can hear someone that you look up to and know that they also went through difficult times and immediately makes you feel like you're not alone. Immediately. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I, and I wish that more, you know, successful or people who are, you know, we look up to people talk about that because I think it unites us. And I think it makes anyone who's struggling in their journey right now, feel like they're not alone, feel like they're not abnormal mm -hmm. and that they can make it. So I think, <laughs> continuously going back to those sources like listening to the hardships they went through made me feel like my hardships aren't that bad made me feel like hey if they could get through it I can get through it too and that's yeah. a decision I made too I don't know if it was conscious or subconscious but there was this decision inside of me like this belief that hey if they can get through really tough times I can do it too right even with my relationships my romantic relationships there were so many downfalls and so many dark moments I had even when I was starting my coaching business you know and I remember it, I, there were so many times where I felt lonely in, okay, in one area of my life, I'm really succeeding, right? And I'm really happy, but it feels like this other area of my life is not going the way I planned. And, and it had nothing to do with me working or the business. It had nothing to do with like not being available time-wise. There were just other problems there. And I think, I think what's really powerful is as you're becoming more of who you want to become, you're having more self-confidence in you and what you want and you know, what you don't want, there will, there may be some people who no longer stay in your life or you're, who you're no longer aligned with. And I think that's okay. My goal yeah. is to be loyal to, you know, to have people in my life forever. Cause that's the kind of, kind of person I am. But I think I learned the hard way that sometimes it's okay for you to keep going forward and then see who wants to come along with you. And if someone chooses not to, they have that right also and that it's not a bad thing i've seen this happen with lots of clients as they work on themselves you know their social circles or or relationships many things do change and i think that that's okay because sometimes 
people are there in your life for a reason or a season to help you grow, to help you become the person you were meant to become. And maybe your journey with them is complete and it can be beautiful and happy, right? Like one of my exes at the time that I had uh, when I was building my coaching business, her and I are still really good friends. You know, we don't talk all the time. We see each other maybe two or three, two or three times a year, you know, the sweetest girl ever. And we're like best friends now. And it's beautiful. We could change the format of our relationship into something like that which I think is healthier for both of us now, rather than forcing ourselves to go back to being who we were, who we no longer right. are, because we both evolved. And I think it's, you know, you can evolve with people and grow together, which is, I think, the goal for most people, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes mm -hmm. you might evolve and grow apart. And I think that's okay. And so I think being accepting of the situations, and I, I, for me personally, there were really dark moments because, you know, you have shame, you have embarrassment involved when you're going through breakups, and, you know, people know about it. And, you kind of think like, you know, well, am I a failure in this aspect, this area of my life? And so I definitely went through that for sure. Yeah. I think when I started my coaching business, another huge thing was with the pandemic going on, I was extremely lonely, right? My yeah. dream was to have an online business so I don't ever have to drive to work. I can wake up whenever I want, work from home. And so that <laughs> happened and I'm really, I'm really grateful I get to live this life. Like, don't get me wrong. But I did not realize after ending that relationship and then getting my own place and the pandemic happening and no one wanting to meet, I was the loneliest person in the world, right? Yeah. Like it was because I went from flying to Scottsdale, Arizona to like train at these workshops for Tony and Dean every like other week, being on this high, meeting like thousands of people to like nothing, you know, and then, you know, going through a breakup. And so it was a really, really tough time. And I think there were there were times where I thought like, man, is this worth it? And I remember answering that question like, yes, because would I rather go through these dark times and also be struggling with my finances and contribution and what I really want to do in the world? Or would I be going through these difficult times and at least having mm -hmm. success in this area, which does bring a lot of happiness and joy to me. So I think that, you know, the tools that I learned through coaching from all the all my mentors and I developed myself going through my own dark moments are what helped me overcome those dark moments but they yeah. definitely come and I think it's interesting I'm talking to you right now man I just realized that there's so many times where I could have gone back or self-sabotaged or destroyed everything I've built telling myself like oh this is all a fluke right like you really aren't this person but I think having that future vision of myself I'm telling you man mm -hmm. that future self-vision has kept me going because it's allowed me to see like, oh, well, if I if I can believe that I fully get there, if I'm this version of myself, then whatever is happening now, these dark moments, they're going to pass. They're just blips in the road. I'm going to look back at them and be like, oh, like that's what helped me become who I am. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when uh, you were talking about it. And it speaks a lot to the mindset training, like all of the work that you did previously uh, prior to um, starting your career as a coach. Because in many, many situations, like without that mindset training, the definition would be, okay, so if I am going to be more successful, then I have to sacrifice my relationships or I need to be even lonelier to yeah. create more success. And yeah. that's when like you spiral down into nothing. Um, and yes, when you have like different perspectives, different definitions, you can reframe that and use the different tools of, okay, my future self is worth it. All of this is 100%. worth it to to bring that person to life, yeah. right? But 100%. without it, it's very hard, very very hard to get out of that. So so true, man. And I just when you said that, I just thought of something I I really want to share with your audience. 
one of the things that I've taken pride in since I began my coaching business was I never wanted to be an entrepreneur who just worked like 24 hours a day and mm -hmm. had no life balance because for me, my relationships are the most important thing to me, even more important than my business. And that's saying a lot because I love my business and I love my clients, but relationships are the most important thing to me. I think they're, they're what make you the happiest. There were so yeah. many studies done on this as well, regardless of your finances. I also think that having just a balance in your, your quality of life, like different hobbies, things you want to do outside of just your work is super important. And so one thing I did early on was I created a business where I could have massive impact and create a great income, but I had lots of free time. Yeah. And I also learned that from one of my mentors, Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School, who's who's been a really big example for me of that. And I think I've passed it on to my clients. So if someone wants to work 16 hours a day on their business, that's great. Like if, the, if they enjoy doing that, wonderful, right? I yeah. respect that. Like I said, I'm not here to tell anyone that they should do things my way, but if that doesn't resonate with them, if they do want to have more of a balance, like, you know, I work maybe a few days a week and the rest of the week, I do other things I also enjoy and balance things out. For me, that's heaven on earth, right? I get to mm -hmm. con contribute, do what I love, put my intelligence, focus, energy into building something, having a business, making money, but then I also get mm -hmm. to have fun and party and do all those things. So I think I did that really well. When I was going through that really lonely phase during the pandemic, I think it happened as an igniter in me to say, hey, you can go down this route of just becoming this crazy obsessed businessman who's just always on his laptop or you can realize that you know if you continue going down this path like sure you can make 10 million 100 million all of that stuff is great beautiful but if you're the only one in the room celebrating yourself if you have no one to mm -hmm. celebrate with like what 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 like is that really going to make you happy at the end of the day so i actually started making massive uncomfortable changes i think at this stage in my life to go out and like make new friends and make new entrepreneur friends and like start dating again. Like it was very uncomfortable for me to do that while growing my business. Because when you're growing a business, like I haven't, I don't spend a lot of physical time like per, per week, but your thoughts, your mental energy are like kind of always there because you're so passionate about it. Right. And so I had to literally constrain myself. Like after 5 PM, we're not thinking about the business. Like, I love like that. we're going to go on a date. Or we're going to go meet that. a friend. Or we're going to go to the gym. We're going to, and I had to like literally be disciplined with myself, which came from a place of self-love. It's not like mm -hmm. hating. It's like, it's loving myself and my future self enough to have constraint and discipline and how am I going to spend my time? Where am I going to balance my life? So I think, I think being able to, you know, a lot of people say you, you have to like just dedicate several years of your life. I do think you have to work hard at times, but I think that you can have a very balanced social life, like a robust fun life with hobbies and things you enjoy and lots of free time to relax. And I love that. you can have a thriving business and hopefully I can be an example of that to people. Beautiful, beautiful. The question that came to me right now, how does your dad feel right now about uh, your shift in your career? Is he like super happy that you did it or is, does he still wish that you were a doctor? He's the proudest father in the world today. He is I so proud of me. Yeah. My dad, my mom, everyone, uh, my little sister, my my, my my friends, family, friends. Uh, he's so proud because I think he sees now that this is who I am and I tapped into my potential and mm -hmm. I didn't follow just a path that was given to me, which probably wouldn't have been as, you know, better, like the best thing for me. Right. And um, he really respects me now. I think my entire family, they respect me a lot because they see that I had a vision. I believed in something that no one else could see. And then I created it. I think what they, what they say is, you know, you say you're going to do something mm -hmm. and then you just go and do it. 
And I think that's Love crazy, <laughs> right? And I think it's built a level of confidence and respect that they have for me, which has been super cool for me to see changing the way I see myself through their eyes. Because before it was, you know, the kid that they love and believe in but you know he's messing up and he's self-sabotaging and is he always going to be broke like what is he doing why is he always yeah. confused why is he changing his mind to we respect this man he has got his stuff together he's taking care of us you know one of the first things i did was retire my father when i started my coaching business then i retired my mother i was able to buy them a brand new house just a few months ago so that was really really super fun so i think that they're so incredibly proud and i i never thought that they would be this proud. I, you know, I'm getting emotional as I say this because I knew that they would be happy for me, but I I didn't really expect this level of support. So now when I have like a podcast interview that comes out or a win in my business, they get super yeah. excited. I love sharing it with them, even if they don't understand it fully, right? Yeah. It's like a different world to them. They're so proud of me. And uh, it's, it's really, it's really heartwarming. You know, like, I feel like it makes everything worth it. I love that. I love that. Thanks. And uh, hopefully they'll enjoy this conversation as well. The yes, they're, they're going to love it. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, if um, there would be one thing you would be known for, what would that be? Helping people believe in themselves. I, I really, the one thing I would love to be known for is I was a person who helped people believe in themselves and, and be, and be beyond just knowing, like, I would love to just achieve that is helping, helping to empower others that your yeah. life can be better. If you can, if you can believe it can be better and that you can have everything that you want. We, we do live in a world that's going to have contrast and unwanted negativity because that's there for our growth without the negative. We can't appreciate the good. So yeah. embracing that there's going to be contrast, but you can create as close to a heaven on earth and really enjoy yourself and have fun and contribute at the highest level. If you believe in yourself, it's possible for you. Your past does not equal your future. If you want to create a better future, create your life from the future, not from your past. Right. So that's that's what I would love for people to to know, if anything. I love that. And that is priceless. That's more valuable than any business strategy, any, you know, whatever technical aspect uh that you can find online, right? Because all of the business strategies just comes from from that say, from that belief. Um, and you just make it your way. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to end right here, just on that one note, um, some of my six most successful clients told me way later when they first started out with me, like the one thing that helped us, of course, your strategies, everything was amazing. But the one thing was when you told us on a coaching call that you believed in us, that you saw a vision in us for our future that we couldn't see in ourselves. Yes. And, and our ability to borrow your belief in us as a coach is what shifted everything for us. Yeah. And that's when I realized how powerful it is to believe in someone. So I just want to gift that to whoever I can. A hundred percent. And I think that's like our yeah. biggest um, gift and responsibility as coaches to bring that level, to show them, look, this is who you truly are. You can't, you know, you, you have your blinders on, but this is who I see and this is who you are, right? And indeed, quantum leaps happen when you just, Show your clients that, right? Hundred percent. I love it. 100%. Um, I I really really appreciate you taking your time, taking the time for uh this conversation. Yeah. Um, and guys, absolutely connect with Doctor Wasi. What is it? What is the best place they can reach out to you? Is it Facebook? Is it your Facebook group? 
Yeah. So Facebook's the best place. That's where they'll find all my business coaching. And so if they're a coach consultant, they're looking to grow their business. That's where they'll find like all the information. We're actually about to do a, a new launch, like a new live event I haven't done in a while. So, if, mm-hmm. you know, depending on when this comes out, they can check that out on my Facebook. Otherwise, Facebook's the best place to find me. They'll find all the other links there for my pages and everything else. Beautiful. And if they on Facebook right now, it's Dr. Wasi. So if you type in D-R-W-A-S-I, they'll be able to search and find that. I'll post the links to your profile in Facebook group anyway in uh, the description. And if the live event is available, guys, you're going to find it down below in the uh, description as well. Uh, Thank you so much for your insights. Your uh, energy is absolutely contagious. And you are a living proof of uh, what happens when you believe in yourself. So Thanks so much, brother. I'm honored to be here. This was an excellent interview. I love how you ask your questions and your calm demeanor. And it's just been such a joy, man. So thanks for having me, brother. It's it's my pleasure. Guys, let us know in the comments, what was your favorite part of uh, this interview? What was your uh, most valuable insight? And uh, let us know if uh, you'd like us to do this again. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found some powerful insights that will help you scale your business. And if you'd like a bit of personalized help in terms of scaling your business with a lot more ease and less stress, and you'd like me to walk you through my warrior shaman system and show you exactly how it can help you do that, there's a link below where you can book a time together. In the meantime, please give this podcast a rating on uh, your favorite podcast app. It helps tremendously with getting this work out to uh, more people and send me an email. There's uh, my email in the description. Let me know what would you like me to talk about in the future or what are some questions that you might have. Until next time, I'll see you soon.